Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sun Potion Transformational Foods. Sip and unveil the power from within you. Sun Potion's transformational foods are high vibrational and holistic lifestyle blended tonics. Sun Potion offers the highest quality tonic herbs and superfoods, always organic or wildcrafted, consciously sourced from around the world. My obsession, my morning favorite, is the Yin Power, which is a tonic that contains the ingredients organic reishi mushroom, wild harvested hishu wu extract, wild harvested pearl powder, tokos, organic ashwagandha extract, wild harvested pine pollen, wild harvested astragalus extract, and organic shatavari. I simply add one teaspoon to my favorite green tea, but it's also excellent blended into smoothies, shakes, raw chocolates, warm potions, coffee, and other creative elixirs. So, are you curious yet as to how Sun Potions products can have an effect on your personal immunity, creative energy, hormonal balance, mental clarity, stress relief, and even cellular regeneration? Well, folks, there's only one way to find out. You can purchase them right here, right now, by simply clicking on our link in the show notes. That's Sun Potion Transformational Foods. They just want you to feel amazing. But today's guest, he shares some of his secrets to longevity maintenance while traveling the world at least 30 weeks out of the year. Can you believe that? 30 weeks. He's a personal tennis coach to professional tennis superstar Shelby Rogers. Mark Lucero is the leader in cultivating the ability to do anything without restriction. Starting the game of tennis as just a little peewee, he soon fell obsessively in love with the sport. Um, Advancing to high-level rankings through college and um, even spending some time in the professional status. So beyond that, he began thinking he would transition into another occupational life of being an attorney, but Mark honestly could not shake his love and expertise for tennis. Alongside his professional coaching career, Mark leads a not-for-profit tennis academy for children in less fortunate living situations by providing multi-sport and educational growth that will positively shape each child's lifestyle to come. This gentleman is advancing even further further towards his ESPN broadcasting career. His love for tennis, guys, he is not slowing down. So I'm almost out of breath here. Grab your notebooks because we have more to share about Mark. We're getting deep and asking a man all about this thing called life. Peace, love, ciao. Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. Holy smokes, it is in my world the day after Thanksgiving. So, it was kind of fun because, as you all may know, I don't eat turkey. Um, I don't eat ham. Whatever you serve, you know, on a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Um, I'm pretty, all right, I'm just going to be honest here, strict on my diet regimen. And I don't really, I don't like sweets. So I woke up with a clear mind and I did my workout and I feel awesome. No hangover for me, hangover for me. So um, I don't know if that's the case for any of y'all. I'm going to stop jabbering because we have an awesome guest today because we are doing Ask a Man. And our guest today is Mark Lucero. He is not only a friend of mine, but I turned him into my walking buddy. Um, 
I'm a power walker, as you know, I'm a walker. And um, I always see Mark at sundown for some reason down on the strand. He's always like running out to the beach, doing like a paddle out or riding his bike or something. But we always seem to be meandering around town, wasting time, right? I'm a sunset guy. We're suns, yeah, he's a sunset guy. Um, Although I, I don't know. Do you see sunsets and sunrises? I'm a sunset guy. I, I try. I aspire to see the sunrise, but it doesn't always happen. Unfortunately, actually, fortunately, I get to see both um, because I wake up at the crack of dawn and go to bed, you know, about nine. Um, well, Mark, welcome to the JBH podcast. I'm so excited. But unlike you, I did wake up with a guilty conscience this morning. Okay, tell us about it. Um, it's, you know, it's your time to vent. I, I try to eat pretty cleanly, mm-hmm. uh, but when I go home, you know, there's comfort food everywhere. And my family, uh, a lot of my family's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to see all my aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody, my grandmother, there's a lot of really good Mexican food there. In mm-hmm. addition to, you know, a lot, a lot of Mexican families like mine that are, you know, second, third generation, um, there's this, been this movement to assimilate. So next to the beans and rice, there's like mac and cheese and there's all these things, uh, that look really tempting to me. And so or cheesy I, rice. Cheesy rice. I mean, there's, there's everything. And so I dabble a little bit. Um, I didn't go overboard yesterday, but I had enough things uh, that I don't normally eat that I felt the need to uh, hit the gym pretty hard and, and put in the hard yards. And Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I still tried to get my greens yesterday. There were like nice. three different dishes of like Brussels sprouts. Oh, the one was... with The one with bacon and cheese I passed on. The oh one that was gosh. clean I went for. The ba- Wait, bacon and cheese Brussels sprouts? Yeah, one of my cousins uh, made, a, cheese on Brussels made a sprouts? dish with, it was heavily cheesed and, <laughs> and there was bacon in there and it looked really good. But actually the other one I went for um, was was fantastic as well. So. I know there are funky tradi- like food traditions out there. Um, for instance, where I went last night, it was hilarious. Um, things were being taken out of the oven that I have never, like, I couldn't even guess what it was. <laughs> You know, like those those like casserole dishes, and you're like, I have no idea what that is. There's All a casserole with marshmallows on top. I don't even know what that is. That is, uh, like candied yams. Oh, I, but, I didn't need but it. But <laughs> what I'm used to is like a whole yam, like a whole like potato, like sweet potato looking thing. And this was like this was like a cake looking thing. But anyway, I think there people are raising the envelope every year. I don't know. You know, it's gotten to like one of my friends put a post out there, and it's gotten to the WTF. Like, I don't even know what this is. Like, how did this get to like? He posted something. It was like empanadas, and he's like, "How did this get to my Thanksgiving?" Like, he's like so confused. You know, That's they're funny. like they're like yeah. Montecito. You know. <laughs> so, um, anyways, moving on. Let's talk about Mark. Yeah, let's do it. So, Mark, this show is all for you. Um, and we have curiosities, too, that we want to ask um and um, Mark, a little bit of background, and you're going to expand on this. Um, Mark is really good at tennis, even though he says he's not. But he is a tennis pro. He has a celebrity client. Um, she's high up there. You can share us rankings and all that jazz. And you can also share with us, actually, let's step back first and kind of talk about your upbringing and how you got into tennis first off. Yeah. Um, I grew up in San Diego, uh, myself, uh, and my younger brother, um, years ago when we were probably, I was maybe nine years old. My brother was seven. A bunch of our friends, a bunch of my friends, actually three other boys, two twins, and uh, another guy. One summer, we decided to take tennis lessons together once a week, a big group of us. So there were five. There were three friends, and my brother and myself. So there were five of us. And after a summer of tennis lessons, I just, I really loved it. I was obsessed with it. I wanted to keep going. And so my brother and I were pretty much the only ones of that group who continued with it. Um, And yeah, I, you know, played tennis pretty much from there on out. I played soccer until I was uh, in high school. and I played tennis at Boston College, which is where I went to school. I played tennis uh, for about a year after in the, like the low levels of the professional world and um, didn't really do anything. Uh, I tried you got to, there, though. I, I got there, but uh, I saw pretty quickly that it wasn't in my future. Um, so, but, you know, I, I, gave it a, you know, I gave it a shot. Um, and from there, I actually went to law school. I thought, okay, tennis, no tennis out of my system. Um, so I entered law school at University of San Diego. And I realized very quickly that it wasn't really what I wanted to, where I wanted to go. And, and yeah. I had this bug, this itch in my system that, you know, I had this feeling that tennis wasn't done for me. Mm. And so I ended up taking a, a job over the summer just to sort of buy myself some time to sort of figure it out. 
And that led me to my first job, which was at Princeton University, um, coaching there. And again, three years at Princeton, I kind of thought tennis was going to be out of my system. I moved back to the West Coast and was going to try to go into something else. And then again, same thing came up, a job that I ended up really enjoying, working for a family who had a daughter who was pretty good. And then that led me, you know, back into the tennis world. And I've been there kind of ever since. That's so cool. Wait, so is that the same female that you... No. So this was a girl that actually had recruited at Princeton. I tried to get her to go to Princeton. She went to USC instead. But I had built this relationship with this family. And they were really cool. Cool. And I really liked them. And they asked me to help get their daughter ready for college. Oh, cool. And so I spent a summer working with her. And then the next thing I knew, uh, I had a professional player ask me to start working with her. I worked with her for about a year. Then I got hired by um, the United States Tennis Association for their player development program. Um, eventually became a national coach with them, and that led to more opportunities down the line when I started to work privately. Uh, so it's so been crazy. How, how long have you been with your current client? So, yeah, I coach a player named Shelby Rogers. Um, she's been ranked in the top 50 in the world. She was a quarterfinalist at the French Open two years ago, which she finished in the last eight, which is one of the biggest wow. tournaments in the world. Um, so I, I've been with her for four years, which is a pretty stable relationship um, for the as far as the professional game goes. Nice. Um, Go so Shelby. yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, she's a great player. I think she can, you know, I think she can be among the best players in the world, um, and she's shown that, like beating uh, some of the best players, like Simona Halep, Carolyn Wozniacki, if you know any of these names. She, she when did she beat her? Um, twenty seventeen. She beat both of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's Guys, good. Wait, say that name again, because I want people. Carolyn Wozniacki. Carolyn Wozniacki. Um, she's been ranked number one in the world. She beat yeah. Simona Halep when Halep was number one in the world. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very excited about what she can do in the future. Well, what's her next tournament? Uh, she's coming back from injury right now, so we're not sure. Hoping okay. to play in February or March. She, right. had knee, she had knee surgery this past year, so she's on the comeback trail. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, so um, she's been fun to work with. She's a great person, um, a great game, and uh, we make a good team. So let's talk about this um, because as I don't think you guys, my listeners, you guys realize that as a professional athlete, you're not just – hanging around like you know in Kansas City Missouri or you know Manhattan Beach or wherever you live and just you know playing you know to get points to someday go to Wimbledon right you're not just hanging around you're traveling nonstop. you're like the Lakers you know you're like on that jet back and forth so what's your schedule like um I mean you can kind of go to being local or you can kind of talk to us about tournament season. I don't yeah. know if there's tournament seasons or if you're just always vying for a tournament. And also share with us like do you, like qualifications, like getting into those tournaments to travel. Yeah, so the, the season pretty much goes January through maybe the end of October. Uh, we're on the road. And so over the course of a season, you probably end up playing maybe around 22 to 25 tournaments during that, that period. You, there are certain events that are mandatory throughout the year, and there's other parts of the calendar where you can pick and choose your schedule. So throughout those 10 months, we're probably on the road for maybe 30 weeks oh, in, in total. Yeah. and then Wait, the, 30 weeks of the year? Yeah. So, That's, so yeah, the, no wonder you're never home. <laughs> yeah. So, so last year, I, was probably, I probably did around 30 weeks on the road. Um, throughout the, that period, there are certain weeks when you know, we're training, and there are certain weeks that you're just kind of off. Um, a lot of times we're training here in LA. There's other parts of the year when we might train in Florida, which is where she has mm -hmm. a home. And you know, the, one of the biggest challenges, you know, is, is dealing with that sort of schedule when you're on the road, when you're gone that often, when you're traveling that much. And you know, it's not like like a basketball or baseball where the furthest trip is maybe LA to New York. Like mm -hmm. for us, it can be LA to Melbourne or to Hong Kong or Paris, whatever it is. So during that time, it's you know. Is she getting enough rest because the travel is stressful on the body? Yeah. Um, is she able to eat the right things? Is she able to get the right things um, to eat in those places? And can you sort of manage all these things, you know, hydration, all these things, not only to just be functional as a human being, but to actually perform at a, at a world-class level, which becomes a challenge when, you know, you've had two days to acclimate to, you know, whatever new place you are and you're trying to get on the schedule, you're trying to make sure you're sleeping right, yeah. trying to manage, you know, on top of that, you know, you're stressing your body on the court. So there's inflammation issues. You know, if you have food allergies, all these different things, can you manage all that? It becomes a real challenge. So let me ask you, because, you know, you're seeing L.A. to New York to Melbourne, you know, 
what do you have like a protocol that you set or does she set because I know me personally I'm like I would be very planned you know of what snacks I would have in my pocket what you know sleep aids natural sleep aids like whether it's melatonin or ashwagandha or a reishi powder um you know my earplugs whatever um are you kind of like her sherpa and keeping her aligned? I mean like how how does this go? Yeah, I try to help. Um she's gotten to the point now sort of as a as a as a veteran player or someone who's sort of been through this a few times. She knows a lot of times what works for her. If I were if I were coaching a younger player, you know, someone who's sort of transitioning to becoming a full-time pro or someone who's just starting out, you know, I would be a lot more on top of them um to make sure that those bases are covered. But you know, we both we both travel with melatonin. Um, you know, we both. Uh, Does it work for you? Uh, for me, it works. Oh. And she actually sleeps on the plane sometimes without it. Actually, most of the time oh, just without it, just can sleep. Um, the sound of the engine, maybe. But um, melatonin helps. I mean, for me, caffeine helps. She doesn't really do caffeine um, too much when when it comes to getting to the new place and sort of adapting to the to the schedule. Um, but it, you know, what really helps uh, the tournaments go a long way towards helping on the food. Um, end of it because for you know a lot of times we're having lunch at the site and so that's pretty standard from place to place they're gonna have you know a spread of the salad and all these things they're gonna have a gluten-free pasta dish they're gonna have regular pasta you know stuff that kind of athletes would have middle of the day but you know for dinner we can be totally on our own and that can be a total adventure sometimes like what mm. we're gonna get in certain places so what about being prepared on that aspect because I am a one for um, being prepared is everything sure and I'm big on, especially like, for instance, say I'm getting asked out on a date and they're like, let's go to dinner. And, you know, I know that you don't eat animals and you're like, okay, well, we're going to go to this Do you restaurant. make that clear beforehand? Um, not always. I mean, many people that know me, they're like, oh, I know you're plant-based and they freak out. But in all, like, reality, like... Places. And LA is pretty easy to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not going to take me to a. Even if they took me to a steakhouse, I could still get a salad. Sure. You know. Um. Anyways, going back to that, I'm preparedness. Being prepared. Preparation. Excuse me. Preparation is everything. Um. And so I will look at the menu because I have food allergies and intolerances, and I will look at the menu and kind of plan that out of like, oh, I'm ready. I know what I want to get. Um. Do you like? You're going to Melbourne. You know where you're staying. Right. Do you look up restaurants or local grocery stores around there even? Yeah. A lot of times, one of the first things we'll do is look for a grocery store. Yeah. Um, that's the safest. For a lot Vegemite. of these. Vegemite. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For a lot of these tournaments, especially for the big ones, like, you know, the Grand Slams, the four big tournaments, we'll probably get an Airbnb or some sort of apartment, you know, so that we can make Look. our own meals. And then first trip, grocery store, like, you know, vegetables. Um, you know, she gets, you know, fruits like berries and things like blueberries mm -hmm. and these things for like for, for breakfast. Freezer, yeah. yeah. For the freezer too, to make smoothies. Um, and then what the first couple meals will, okay, can we find some fish? Can we find some sort of grain or this type of thing? Um, to make a clean, you know, couple, you know, a couple dinners to get us started on the right path. Yeah. I'm like yeah. the queen of traveling with like a good diet. Yeah. I'm just telling you, just being honest. But also another good thing is that he's on the tour bus. My buddy Billy Hahn, who's a professional drummer, he plays for Colby Calais, um, and Brett Young, and he was telling me, because he's a vegan, and he's, you know, like, how to eat clean, healthy on the road, and so he'll tell me, like, little tricks that he does, too, like, especially, you know, don't be shy, guys, of getting, getting like, organic frozen vegetables to have in the freezer. Totally. You know, you can toss, like... You see me make on my Instagram stories, like, I take cauliflower when I'm short on time, I steam it, I blend that bad boy up, add some garlic, bam. Like, I mean, you, may, you may not have a, a blender with you, but if I you... travel with my magic bullet. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, we're gone so much that it really helps to have things from home when you're there. And so yeah. I'll either bring all my different, like, you know, things I put in my smoothie or a lot of times I bring all my different coffee things that I'm going to, you know, whip up. And I, yeah, I take my, my magic bullet everywhere. Good for you. Yeah. I'm, like, highly impressed. Many people don't do that. I would take my Vitamix if I could, but I think it's a little big. That's a little big. Yeah. But the ma magic bullet, bullet is a winner, <laughs> you know, second to none. Um, so, okay, so... Food allergies, intolerances, 
traveling 30 weeks on the road, you know, out of the year, um, what about like gut health? Because I'm huge. People know, guys, I love to talk about poop and just like gut health and gut brain connection. Because we all know that if you're uncomfortable, if you're especially going to different time zones, just like being like gut brain connection, like no nerves, stress, all those things are going to be aligned. How do you kind of like, you know, like keep your biological clock regular because you know, waking up is going to be different, you know, all that stuff. I know you use the melatonin and try to stay on time with that, but still it doesn't, your appetite's going to be off. How do you kind of like, is there a way that you jumpstart it? I mean, I, like I said, I, I use coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, like going back to what you were saying about gut and bowel poop things. Um, my, my <laughs> one of my one of my biggest like my maybe things I'm like weird about or things I'm fearful of is having like an upset stomach on a plane. Oh, so when it gets yeah. when it's like flying day, travel day, like I eat so clean. Yeah. Um, because you don't don't I mean, eat the plane food. No, I, I try not to. Um, you don't want to be on an airplane and your stomach's like mm-hmm. going through all yeah. these contortions. Like that's that's the very worst. I mean, anybody who travels like that much like I have a buddy we always joke about these things um but if you're on a plane and you need to like I mean those Sitting toilets there. gross me out like he's a squat I, mean, <laughs> I, I I've seen the, like what I have this other thing about feet on airplanes um oh. I mean I don't like to see them but I've seen people walk into these airplanes barefoot barefooted no, you're with, kidding no, me. not with socks on barefooted and that I mean I don't know if there's anything grosser <laughs> yeah. You know the headrests are the most dirty thing in an airplane. They're dirtier than the trays? Yep. Really? That's gross. They said that there was a report. Guys, <laughs> the headrests are dirtier oh, than the trays. God. The second that place is out. the pocket in front because people actually Oof. put diapers in there. Oh, that's gross. Okay, anyways. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I try to, you know, I try to eat clean. Like I said, when it gets close to traveling, I try to eat clean. I mean, pretty much when I'm there. Um, I also know just because we're gone so much, if I'm not exercising and if I'm not mm. eating right, my energy levels vary noticeably. And also, according with that, my uh, my patience when mm. I'm actually working, when I'm coaching her, my patience goes down. Mm. My irritability goes up. I become a lot more nitpicky. And then I'm not the coach that I like. And I'm not the coach that she likes either. And so the the productivity gets, you know, significantly le- uh, lessens when, you know, if I'm not taking care of myself with my own diet and my own exercise. So what is your protocol for yourself? What's your rules? Um, do you wake up extra early and do a workout, a meditation, yoga, or do you find a local gym? Um, or do you do it later in the night? Or I like to do break? all that. Um, I try to get up, and when I wake up, I try to do some sort of mindfulness exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, short, but you know. Can you enough. run us through that? Yeah, I do one of these. Um, I do the ten percent happier app. This guy Dan oh, Harris yeah, from mm-hmm. uh, sixty minutes. Yeah. Was it, is he one of those? Um, 60 I think minutes? it was uh, good. Good morning. One of these shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had the panic he attack. Had a, yeah, he had a panic attack on air, and then he eventually got into mindfulness. Which really did not look like a panic attack to me. Really. I mean, you think it's just a story, just a marketing? No, I saw the footage. <laughs> okay. God, sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I saw the footage, and I've had pan- extreme panic attacks, and I know that like when I have them, <laughs> it was he was pretty calm. Oh my god! But anyways, keep anyways, on yeah. So, so I, I do, you know, I do a guided meditation, um, you know, on my phone. I do that. Then if I have time, depending on what the day looks like, um, and to, depending on what city we're in. I'll, I'll go work out early at the courts. Um, all the tournaments have good, most of them have good gyms on site. Um, some cities, I'll join a gym for like a week or for two weeks or whatever. I'll go try to do an early morning workout and then I'll be ready to start my day. Cool. Um, other cities, I'll have to do my workout like maybe late at the hotel. It kind of just depends what the schedule is that day. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a match day, my workout will happen first no matter what. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. then like... It's your endorphins. I get rid of like... Any sort of anxiety I might have or, or like sometimes I'm just bouncing off the walls because I'm excited that day. Like I need to work out so I can get that off, like yeah. get that out of my system so I can be calm when I talk to her. For sure. So yeah. you have, um, do you have like kind of like a set routine? Like, like, like if it's a hotel gym, I will do treadmill sprints. If it's a, if I have a gym nearby, I'll try to really go to a cycling class or something like that. If it's a city with Soul Cycle, I'll go to Soul Cycle. Yes. I'll take my shoes. I take my shoes like um like all in. Like oh, in New yes. York, like I go to Soul Cycle probably every day. Like oh. for the U.S. Open, Miami also has Soul Cycle. D.C. I mean, I know what cities like you know when I go. If it's not a city with Soul Cycle, I'll go to. 
do whatever gym they have at the tournament, like some weights. Um, if there's no gym, I'll like do like my own yoga routine or something. Do you have a um, a personal favorite like um, TV or what am I talking about? Computer yoga program? No, I just you know I go to Soho and Hermosa. Like oh, I've gone there so for years. So you just years. do your own. And so I do my own. Yeah, I'll nice. go through some sort of flow sequences and. Um, you know, I'll, I think it's great for just my body in general, oh, yeah. um, starting with, you know, uh, just basic stuff to loosen up my, my thoracic spine and from there activate the glutes and then go into whatever flow I feel like that day. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. So what about Shelby? What's her like workout routine? I mean, yeah, her besides work- tennis. Yeah. Her workout, her off court routine is much more, um, and did you make it up? scripted? No, we have a professional that does that. Got it. Um, so we work with You're a, a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional tennis coach. I have someone who, you know, specializes in strength and conditioning Got specifically it. for tennis players that does that side of it. And he is, he's either at some of the tournaments with us or he'll send it, you know, over, you know, email to her and she'll do it in the mm-hmm. gym with me. I'll go in there with her. So can you kind of give us a visual of what it is? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's uh, a lot of it. It depends what, you know, what day of the week, like some sort of, you know, if it's a lifting, it's going to be some sort of push pull um, type thing. Um, so to keep the muscles balanced, uh, it's a lot of lower body, a lot of mobility stuff um, for the hips for the shoulders, for the thoracic spine. Um, then there'll be a movement component, on-court movement, working on, you know, first step or the, you know, the recovery when she gets pulled wide in the court. So um, like the running back and forth, like... Yeah, like usually like, like the, fir- the first step from a dynamic or from a static position and then, you know, recovering back toward the, towards the middle of the court, that sort of oh, thing. Basically yeah. working on the first, the first step or two to start a movement and then the last step or two to stop a movement. So is this... Agility training? Agility training, yeah. So working a lot on accelerating, working a lot on decelerating. Does she have to... Okay, so let me share with you my sure. vulnerability, guys, of All working right. out. So this morning, um, I tried something. I tried F45, which is functional training. Did you it's like a, it? I liked it. But I learned I, I'm not a jumper. I already knew I wasn't a jumper, but I couldn't jump on the box. Like I, how, how, how was the box? It was like, I can't, I can't do box jumps. I love box jumps. Like, it was probably, like, a foot. Okay. I am a runner. I'm a long-distance runner. I can run forever. I can cycle forever. I can swim forever. You're an endurance athlete. I'm an endurance athlete. You're more slower twitch muscles. I'm definitely slower twitch. Completely. I do <laughs> not sprint. Not even in the pool. And I was like, the whole time, and excuse my French, but I was like, this is so fucking embarrassing. You can drop F-bombs on your show? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is explicit, guys. Um, so embarrassing. I, the guy was like looking at me. He's like, well, just, and I was like, I'm going to fall over. Like, it was one of those things where I was like, I could jump on there, but I was like, I'm going to trip over these shoes and I'm going to fall. And I, and he was like telling me like what I need to work on, like my squats. He's like, you need to really strengthen your glutes. I'm like, I thought my glutes were strong. And uh, what else did he say? I need to my lower core or something. Okay. And I was like, I'm pretty good. Like I thought I was an all-around good athlete. So I'm like, shoot, I need to like YouTube this and practice it. But so she probably does have to do jumps. So a lot of a lot of the workout is based on generating and creating power, which yeah. is you know stuff like box jumps, like plyometric stuff. Um, that's kind of, but that's kind of how we train from a young age, like to play tennis, because you need to be able to generate force and generate power. Mm-hmm. Like, so I did a ton of box jumps as a player, and I still love to do them. Um, Help me, please. I, I've never felt as explosive or fast as, as when I was like doing a lot of box jumps. Um, just, I don't know, I just felt really good doing them. And, and I love to sprint. Like, I did sprints yesterday on the treadmill before going to Thanksgiving. Um, nice. But, uh, but yeah, if you like, hey, Mark, go run, you know, five miles. Like, I'm like, oh, how boring is that? See, that's where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's where I was telling Mark, I was like, my warm-up's like three miles and yeah. I'm good to go. Oh, man. I'm like, let's go. So we can kind of trade because I'll be like literally <laughs> walking on the strand now and like stopping and jumping on the ledge. That's going to be my fun. thing. So do you know, um, there are these machines called Kaiser machines. You know what those are? It's uh, a, it's maybe. A, they make it, they're a certain, they're in a, a line of equipment in the gym. So what, what they do is they don't really have weights on there but they have sort of different um levels that you put the pin on but then what it does there's a screen so you do the exercise and we and on the screen it reads out your power output 
So oh. it's a combination of like how heavy, how much the resistance is, but then how much speed, how much force you're generating, which is huge for our sport. I mean, like a lot of football guys use it. Most of like these sports where, that are about power use it. And so it's really telling because, you know, for tennis, if you're doing things slowly, you're yeah. done. Like you're Well, you're yeah, you can't done. get the ball. Yeah, you can't, you can't get to the ball. Down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we need to be able to do things fast and then and, and be able to generate force. Oh my gosh, I want to, whatever gym this is at, I'm coming along. Cool. I'm going to take notes. I know, just blew your mind. Um, okay, so moving on. Yeah. What else do you have to share about your traveling and how difficult that is? Anything? Um, you know, it's... Uh, how easy it is. I try to remember that I'm really fortunate to be able to get to see a lot of cool places. Yeah. Uh, it does become a grind because, you know... It's cool to be in Europe in the summer, but when I'm when you're on your tenth week there, and I'm and like, gosh, work. and it's work, and I would love to be home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's sort of a balancing act. Uh, but at the same time, to do what I love to do and and help, you know, help someone chase down their dream. And for me, I like working at the highest levels of the game. Um, it is it's part of the job. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Can I get personal and sure. ask about when you are traveling? How do you make connections and sustain relationships with friends and family and keep in touch and, you know, whatever? Like, yeah. how do you, or like maybe you're in Ibiza and you're like, see a cute girl and you're whatever and you're like, hey, but I don't live here and I travel all the time, you know? Like, <laughs> right. how do you sustain relationships just with people in general? Yeah, it's difficult. It's, uh, I mean, the people that I'm close with obviously know, they know what I do and they know the deal. Um, and, you know, and I mean, a lot of them are in the same boat. A lot of them are in the same boat or a lot of them understand that it's something that, you know, that I'm very passionate about. And so, um, you know, so they're, they're willing to work with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, FaceTime's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's great for me when I have, you know, when people in my life, like, come on the road or meet up at certain tournaments or just happen to be certain places and we can connect there. It's great. And, you know, the other thing, the other side of it, like, as far as socializing on the road, like, uh, you know, there's not a lot of incentive really for me, um, yeah. or time, and, and, or time because you know I'm like when I'm there for work, like I'm I'm all in because you know not you better only better be yeah because <laughs> be, because a like I am I'm a very driven person to begin mm -hmm. with, but also like you know my my compensation is tied to how she does you know as a player. So mm -hmm. if I'm you know not doing my job, like I'm only hurting myself exactly and two because it could ultimately result in me being fired also so well duh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um traveling what's your, what's been your favorite place you've visited so far uh gosh i How really like i really like everywhere except um everywhere. i don't like going to china um, have you been to everywhere no but everywhere we go oh <laughs> <laughs> every city that we go to generally i like uh i mean i love i love like i love going to paris for the french open oh. like i really i really enjoy it like i used to we used to go to strasbourg for a tournament um one of my best friends from high school actually lived there in France, like in that town of Strasbourg. So I could, I could get to see him every year, which was great. Uh, I mean, I, I like all the tournaments. Rome is cool. Like, you know, I love going to London for Wimbledon. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm very fortunate to go to some of these places. I'm literally, my guys, my eyes are like puffy and sparkly right now because I'm like looking at him like, I have not been to one of those places. <laughs> I need to travel more. But I am so enamored by that. Paris. Wow. That sounds awesome. Um, do you know any language, any other languages? Spanish. Spanish. That, that only helps me maybe two weeks of the year. Yeah. Well, you can teach me. Actually, that's one of my 2019 goals is to oh, yeah? really work on my Spanish. How are you going to do that? Rosetta Stone or something? Um, some, some other app? I don't, I don't know. know. Just have, make it happen. You're gonna, yeah. Okay. Talk to people. <laughs> nice. Around here. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. So moving on though, um, you moving on transition from tennis, guys, I don't think... You understand, we are talking to a celebrity <laughs> broadcaster. Mark's also on ESPN. He is a commentator, broadcaster, uh, Mr. Man on the Court, looking fly <laughs> in his suits. Thank you. Tell us about that. Like, how surreal is it to just be, like, in everyone's business? It's fun. Uh, it was a large topic of conversation at Thanksgiving yesterday. Oh, yeah? What came <laughs> a bunch up? Of my, oh, no, like, cousins, my aunts and uncles, they, you know, I thought it was really cool, so they wanted to talk about it. Any I had, autographs? I, I, no, I had one cousin who asked who, like, she's like, so what, are you, like, on the news now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reporting like, live, KTLA. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's really fun for me to talk about tennis, and I've been fortunate to get some opportunities to do it on air. Um, awesome. 
and I really like it. Actually, I would love to do more of it. Um, I have no idea how to pursue it further. Uh, obviously, that's something that we talk about a lot when we're yeah. walking down there. But um, yeah, I really like doing it. And I'm fortunate to know some people that have sort of helped me um, in terms of trying to get better at it with feedback and things like that. And, you know, I hope it's a, it's a part of my maybe repertoire that I can grow a little bit. Well, it will be. I mean, you just, guys, <laughs> I mean, I'm a manifestation coach, <laughs> accountability coach. I believe if you manifest it, it will happen. I work hard at it. Like yeah. I work hard, you know, at home when I'm trying to pull clips to keep sort of supplementing my reel. And, you know, obviously I watch the broadcast to try to pick up on things. And yeah. I can, you know, instantly, even like when we're recording it, like sometimes I can instantly feel like, oh man, like that was bad or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh shoot, but I have to keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what's your, do you have another a tournament? Um, up no, it's kind about. of a little bit on, well, there's, there could be something in January um, cool. that I'm waiting to hear about. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it. I keep saying the good vibes. I'm waiting to hear about that. After that, I'm not sure. Uh, there are a couple things that sort of depends on, um, some of it depends on when Shelby's ready to compete, but, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to whenever the next opportunity could well, be. Well, I am here to help her in any way possible if she needs, you know, good vibes some, or like, just healing. some healing, um, I have all sorts of ideas, you know, health, nutrition-wise. I don't know where she's at, but... It's interesting. The first time that um, she went to... We went to start the treatment of the knee, the doctor was like, listen, for the recovery, you need to eat a lot of leafy greens. Yes. And I had no idea. And so then I, I Googled it, and he... And, like, you know, it said, like, things to eat after surgery, like leafy greens. I was like, what? I have another <laughs> kind of interesting thing that I do. Just bear Tell with me. me. Tell bear me. with me, guys. Be honest. Okay, I'm going to be honest. So, if you guys are interested, you can purchase it through me. It's by Sun Potion, Transformational Foods. And I'll show you after we're done with this. It is actually pearl powder. No way. It is pearl powder. It's, it's ground up freshwater pearl. And I have it every morning. And it actually, there's studies have been shown from actual doctors taking these studies that it has repaired and it helps with the muscle, the no calcium, way. yeah, and teeth and all that stuff. So I'll show you. You only use okay. a little bit, right. but it also, do your research. I have and, a question. Yeah. So I was given this. First time everyone asked me a question. <laughs> I, I, along, along the same lines of this sort of thing. I was given this, uh, I was given two little bottles by uh, a friend of mine. Two bottles? She gave me these things. One bottle, like, are they like little, you know, they're tiny little bottles with like a little beaker type thing. And um, mm -hmm. anyway, one was like called a beauty water that was like rose water petals and things. I'm going to need to see these bottles. I'll show you. And like you put like five drops in your water in the morning. <laughs> And then there was this one, the other one was like, it was a detox water that had some sort of like charcoal infusion and then you put mm -hmm. a couple drops in your water. It, are they, do these things work? Okay. Yeah. So, uh. Supposed to help the rose, supposed to help now, your skin or something. I, is this a brand? Yeah, there was a brand that makes it. I don't know. I'll tell you off there because like, I don't want to endorse it. Okay. 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 Yeah. You tell me. Um, so what I do is, um, it depends how long you use it, what you're using it for. Um, because these things are, um, they're pretty potent. They have chemicals in them that, you know, work with their, your mineral content, um, charcoal. Let's mm -hmm. talk about charcoal, activated charcoal. I don't, actually, that's probably going to be my post today on Instagram. So tune in, um, because it's Black Friday in our world. Anyways, back to the story. Activated charcoal. I, if I'm not feeling well, if, um, I feel off, inflamed, whatever, Sometimes, or or another great example is after the forest fires here, there was so much gunk, toxins, totally. heavy metals in the air, or if you're dealing with uh, molds, activated charcoal is really good to suck out the okay. bad bugs. It, it, think of it as a mop. So okay? that's legit, okay. So that's legit. It mops it up. I, here's the caution. Do not take it every single day. I okay. wouldn't recommend, recommend taking it every single day. People do. If you do, great, but know your body because if you take activated charcoal every single day, it is like a mop and it sucks the nutrients and minerals, even, vital Even minerals, the good stuff. All the good stuff okay. out of you. Gotcha. So you're going to be depleted, right? Okay. Um, rose water is, rose water is great. You know, it's really, really great. It's great as a tonic on your face too. Yeah, that's what um, the bottle says. It's supposed to be good for yeah, you. Yeah, and it's yeah. very clearing. Um, 
it's it's very cooling too. Okay. So like a uh, similar what like rose hips, um, but also like you know like a lot of women for use hibiscus tea for okay, right, cooling yeah. you know stuff like that. So that's really good. So that's legit too then. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, rose I'm... water is very it's it's common in other countries too. Yeah. Okay. So it's not bad. It's really good for the skin. I feel like my grandmother like who was from Mexico. I feel like she always did like rose. Rose water. In the yeah, water rose... And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. So, um, but I want to see these. Bottles, I'll show you. Okay. These magic. These tincture bottles. Whatever you're doing. The vials. <laughs> Love potion number nine. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was he saying? Okay. So the, the doctor said to for her to eat a lot of leafy, leafy greens. greens. What else did he kind of mention to her? Um. That was the biggest thing. Leafy greens and then whole and whole foods. Now let's explain a whole food. Yeah, not would the it, market. Would it necessarily? Well, what did she <laughs> interpret as a whole food? I mean, stuff that came from the earth. You know, stuff that's not processed primarily, right? I'm I'm quizzing you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, extremely correct. Um, whole foods, things that are not in boxes, not processed. Right. So nowadays, people are like, "What? What does that mean? Um, a carrot, like a carrot, like a real carrot, not." A spiralized carrot in a box that has maybe added salt. Not like a salt. jar of sliced carrots. Not a jar of sliced <laughs> carrots. Yeah, for yeah, exactly right. Um, so whole foods in their truest form. I like um, that. Yeah, in their truest form, not um, not processed. Um, not a hot dog. Not what is a hot dog? <laughs> like if you look at a hot dog, it's just. I don't know. I don't know, but like those, there's those certain hot dogs that advertise like all beef. I don't know. I mean, if you advertise all beef, that means the other ones are like baloney. Funky. <laughs> oh god. Um, those. What are those? The little mini ones. Oh, god. oh gosh, I don't uh, know. I don't eat uh, that stuff. Shoot. Anyways, I forgot. Did you have Lunchables when you were a kid? Oh, we had Lunchables. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> no. If I look at a Lunchable these days, I'm like, what even is that? I don't know what that is. Gross. Anyways, um, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff I ate. Yeah, I mean... What was the weirdest thing you th- that you remember? The weirdest thing that I remember? I didn't eat anything that weird because my parents, like, I was, I was like a Cheerios kid. You know, my parents didn't give me sweets. Like, you know, I didn't drink soda. I've never... Yeah, I don't drink soda to this day. Um, my brother was like the crazy one who had like Honey Nut Cheerios, you know. And and for me, that was like way too sweet. You know, I couldn't handle it. But uh, I'm trying to think. We, we didn't have anything weird, I don't think. But we had things that were maybe a little bit uncommon for, you know, growing up in the 80s, like in San Diego. Like, you know, for us, like the snack, it would, the snack would never be like, I don't know. I've never had meatloaf. Is that weird? Really? We used yeah. to have a ton of meat. Yeah, I mean, Ew. my fa- you know, my family is like Kansas Mexican. Girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the snacks for us. Oh, like Mark, you want a snack? You want like you know, you want a quesadilla or bean burrito? Like those are the snacks. You know what I mean? Um, oh my gosh. Which you know, or, which is, is great, but it's just it's different from what some of the other kids down the street are having. Um, I mean, we from a young age, my mom was like slicing up cucumbers, putting you know lemon and salt and a little <gasps> bit of like. Uh, you know, some Mexican, like, uh, like spice on it. Yeah. Oh, that um, sounds awesome. Yeah, which is one of my favorite snacks to this day. Like, I love a cucumber with um, with lemon and salt on it. Like, love oh, it. Me too. I'm coming yeah. over. What about a little dill? Uh, not a fan of dill. Oh, well. I mean, anyways, you can have it. And yeah. yours, yeah. You know what also I like sometimes is, or what I used to like is slice up, you know, either radishes or cucumbers. Okay. The Persian cucumbers. Yeah. And put a little bit of cooled... Um, uh, what is it? Coconut oil on top. Oh wow! With black sea salt. Oh wow, that sounds pretty good. I've it's never very tried it. interesting mixture. Okay. Or you know, tahini. Yeah. Tahini. Um, okay. So memories. Um, I was I always think of memorable, interesting foods when I think of Thanksgiving because we used to always go to my grandparents' house in St. Louis, and so you know. Baloo. The Louie. <laughs> so whenever, guys, and I'm from Kansas, so Mark and I grew up in two different, like... <laughs> I've never been to Kansas, I don't think. Upbringings. Well, it's a treat, let me tell you. It's actually pretty cool. But um, he grew up in San Diego. I grew up in Kansas. And my mom was a nutritionist, so our house was pretty clean. We used to run to the neighbor's house to get soda. Oh, wow. And gum and whatever junk we wanted. <laughs> and so anyways... I'm just thinking of, like, weird foods that we have. Yeah, we definitely had meatloaf. I remember that. With, like, ketchup on top. What is meatloaf? I don't know. I don't know. I've never had it. I have no idea. 
Anyways, um, and then I remember going to my going back to my grandparents' house. I remember, you know, because they're older and they'd have like baloney, like real life baloney, <laughs> like baloney, and I mean they were pretty healthy. But then also like I just remember for some reason Braunschweiger. Do you even know what Braunschweiger no. is? It's like this. Let me describe it. It comes in this like like tube, and you like oh, unpeel it and it's like this spreadable spam looking mm. stuff. I don't know if I uh, find that appealing. You spread it on <laughs> crackers. Oh, it could be interesting. You're like, I'm throwing up in my mouth right now. <laughs> That's interesting. Don't try it. Okay. Okay. Anyways, Braunschweiger um, and ginger ale. Braunschweiger and ginger ale. That's what we had at Mimi and V's house. <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's move on. Okay. So, Mark's guys, if anyone's listening out there that has the hookup um, for more broadcasting, let us know. Mark is really great on camera. He's great speaking. He will do your broadcasting just justice. <laughs> Moving on. There's more to Mark than just being a tennis coach. He has started a not-for-profit. Tell us about your not-for-profit. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you hear me kind of talk about tennis and, and my own life obviously I'm, I'm grateful for the doors that tennis has opened you know and the things I've been able to do and a couple of years ago myself and a couple other people we decided you know geez tennis has enriched our lives in so many ways like we need to do something to maybe do this for other people mm-hmm. and we started a program in the Carson area where we provide tennis um, multi-sport programming and educational programming for kids who wouldn't otherwise have access to it and We've been able to raise money to subsidize, you know, their trainings, to subsidize their tournaments, to get them equipment, to get them clothes and shoes and whatever else they need. Um, and it's been great. And so we're, we're doing a fundraiser in about a month. What's but the date? The date is December 8th. It's called the LA Tennis Bash. If anyone's interested, they can look at the website, which is latennisbash.com. And uh, we're going to have a great, you know, fun day at Manhattan Country Club where we have a lot of professional players who are coming out, a lot of great champions who are going to come out and... Anyone who participates in the event, they get to play, you know, they'll get to play with them, they'll get to raise money for a great cause, we'll have a DJ, we'll have pop-up shops, we'll have, we have some great brands um, that are coming out, and they're going to be showing their, you know, selling their wares, and uh, yeah, it's been really great to see these kids, um, you know, progress from people who've never have never having touched a racket before, to now they're, you know, they're competing, and you know, more importantly than that, like they're, you know, they're learning life lessons, and we hope that these kids who may be starting, you know, first or second grade, can use tennis as a vehicle to, you know, to change their own lives. Like maybe they can get into private high schools. Maybe, you know, a couple of them will get to go to college for free. And wow. for these type of yeah. kids to go to college is going to be a game changer because yeah. most of them are going to be the first kids in their family to go to college. Oh. And uh, that's what we really hope for. You know, if someone becomes a great player, like that's awesome. But if we can change lives with these kids and, you know, they stay in school longer, they learn the value of hard work and working with others, commitment, yeah, honesty. Because in, you know, in, in tennis, you call your own lines. For the most part. Yeah, true. So, you know, things like, you know, things like honesty, things like that, like, you know, that's that's where the value comes from. And also, just the mentorship. Yeah. The mentorship is huge, especially guys in L.A. I mean, I know everywhere else in the world, too, but in L.A., it's pretty harsh. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of influences. There's a lot of negative influences. And for these small children to just have someone to look up to, that's a positive influence. Totally. I mean, that can say, I went through that, or I understand you. I understand you. And this is how you can kind of go through it, or maybe react and practice that. And, you know, tennis is all about practice and repetition. Yeah. Same and with the voice. Totally. Some of these kids, a lot of these kids, um, I mean, I guess it doesn't really vary so much from economic background to economic background because we see. You know, families have issues in all economic brackets. Um, But for some of these kids who are, you know, pretty at risk, like our program might be the most stable thing in their life. And, you know, by providing that sense of stability, that's that's one less thing that they have to worry about in their own lives, which, you know, can be challenging um, in a variety of ways. So if they can't get, if their parents or whatever, their brother or whatever, can't take them to Mm -hmm. the court for practice... How do they get there? Sometimes, you know, we we have we're fortunate to have you know there's one grandmother of a little girl who will bring her you know her grandchild and a bunch of her friends over if they can't get over there. Um, sometimes we'll have someone go there and walk the kids over. We've provided transportation a lot of times in the past. 
So we try to do whatever it takes to make it happen for them. And how many kids do you have in the program? In the program in total, there's probably, I think, maybe around 60 kids. who. 60? Yeah. That's a ton. They, they don't all come every day. They're sort of spread out a little bit by ability level, but most of them come about three or four times a week. And do you separate them by age group? By age and by sort of uh, experience. Level. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. That's a, and how can the public, like, say you don't live in this area. Say right. you live in Hong Kong or... Sure. Wherever. Um, say they can't come to the the fundraiser, the the LA Tennis Bash on December 8th. How can they get involved? Yeah, we, um, through that website for the bash, the bash also, the, that website will take donations, just general donations also. But you can follow us on any of the social media platforms. Um, our handle across Twitter, Instagram, and I believe Facebook is First One Break. And is it F-I-R? F-I-R-S-T, the number one. And then break B R E A K, uh, our, our website, which is actually under construction, which is another issue, is firstonebreak.com. But you know, follow us on any of those social media channels. You can send us a message, um, you know, on, on Twitter or Instagram, and you know, asking about how you can be involved, and then we're happy to get back to you and, awesome. and start the conversation. Yeah, because I think that's what we really need to kind of yeah. touch on. Um, wow, cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. I love it. I'm excited. Kids. I wanna. I'm yeah. gonna. I wanna. I'm gonna check it out. So, um, even though I'm not really good at tennis, I told Mark. I was like, I really want to be. That's another one of my 2018 <laughs> goals. Become better. And he goes, Me too. Me too. And I was like laughing. It's like right. But at least you can hit a ball. <laughs> it's all about having fun. I think it is. It is, and not twisting your knee out of place. Yeah. Um. Okay, so is there anything else you kind of want to share or add with the audience right now? No, I think that's it. Like, I'm curious about that. Like, what you're gonna ask. Amen. Okay. So ask a man. Okay. Let's talk about it. So you are in your 30s. Yes. Let's talk about, because I always like to ask men in their 30s about meeting real, genuine people Mm -hmm. in LA. Okay. Because this has been the topic of discussion. Okay. So how do you meet a genuine person in LA? Because you're here four weeks out of the year, pretty much. (laughs) You know what's funny is that uh, my buddies and I have always sort of had this theory Ooh. when we meet, um, we meet like girls, women, whatever, we meet women that are really nice, a lot of times, like our running joke is that they're not, they're not natives. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Kansas. Oh, I'm from, oh, yeah. you know, I'm from Indiana. Oh, I'm from wherever. Okay, I thought so. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, they talk. Yeah, because, you know, more often than not, they talk, and that's not to say that people who are natives, like, aren't nice, um, but it's, you know, for whatever reason, when we're in a social situation and you meet someone who's very nice and, and willing to sort of just engage on a very polite level, a lot of times they're transplants, which I don't know if I should be saying that, but that's just kind of... It's true. That's an, that's anecdotal, that's an anecdotal story. Um, I don't have any evidence that backs it up as far as numbers, but that's, uh, that's what experience tells me. Now... For all our listeners, is Mark in a relationship? No. And have you ever done the dating app? Yeah. Or the friendship app? Okay, which friendship? one? Friendship? Well, I don't know. What's a friendship I app? I don't know. Someone told me about this Bumble BFF thing, and you can friend friends. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty what's talkative. The, I find friends point? normally, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as far as apps go, um, I'm not a huge fan um, of the apps. Just, it becomes a weird... Uh, game with like the swiping and things like i feel i feel like it's like this dopamine game like you know what i mean like maybe you know a bunch of lefts and one right and then there's a match and it's like oh like you know it's temporarily kind of not exciting but it's like same thing as doing a social media like where you get a like or whatever it's like the same sort of rush i think Um, that's true yeah which i don't think is that healthy to be honest no because then you get depressed when they don't answer but what apps were you on um, or are you on? I, I mean, I have used Bumble in the past. I'm not an active person on that. There's this one called um, The League that I was my buddies, my buddy got me on. Um, Is that for like a guys only or something? No, no. But what that one does, um, you only get three possible like choices per day. Oh. And it's only at a certain time, and if and that's really it, which is great because it doesn't like. You don't get in this thing about like you know scrolling, Swipe, yeah, scrolling through yes. like. Um, so yeah, I've used that one, but when I'm traveling, like I shut them all down um, because 
it's kind of pointless yeah. when I'm in these random places. And um, the last thing, too, that I want is to be in some city and one of the <gasps> players oh, yeah. who competes against the girl I coach. Like, yeah, sees me, like you're that's smart. pretty unprofessional, I think. So Wait, what's your pickup line? I don't have, I don't, I'm, I'm, how you doing? I don't believe in lines. I believe in like being honest and nice. like saying however I feel at the moment. I'm not into like games and like playing it cool and all yeah. these things. Like I say what I mean. And if I want to like, you know, talk to somebody, I'll call them. You know what I mean? What's your sign? Capricorn. Capricorn. What's that mean? I don't know. I'm always, I always ask people their astrological signs. Yeah. I think Capricorns are like hardworking and mm-hmm. like they, they're thinkers. Mm-hmm. Which explains a lot yep. of things about myself. Wait, um, wait when are you December? December thirtieth, yeah. Oh, that's almost a New fun. Year's person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but then yeah, I hate your past like Christmas though because I talked to a child yesterday who was very upset that his birthday was on December twenty fourth. He's like, it's not fun. You don't get it to presents. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're ungrateful. Um, cool, cool. Okay, so what's what's next on that level? You know, on the on like, dating level, um, we always ask ask a man dating sure. questions. Yeah, what's next? I don't know. Um, yeah, I put you on the spot. Didn't you put I? me on the spot. That's not what I necessarily expected. Ha um, <laughs> ha. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I met someone pretty cool this summer who I enjoyed like hanging out with, and um, it's complicated for a couple reasons. Um, like one being like not living in the same city. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like modern times. But that's what I think. I think it's like modern times, and the city that you know, like that she lives in, like there's a lot of crossover between LA and that city. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are back and forth. Um, you never know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is kind of is what it is. Like I can't, um, there's some things I can't control and there's other things I can't control. And But you know what? In my, in all reality, my thing is just let the cosmos happen. Yeah, exactly. You put the effort out there. Let the cosmos happen. Yeah. It's full moon today. It's pretty spooky out there, Mark. Is it a full moon? Yeah. Oh, really? It's the, oh, it's the beaver moon. Wow. Which... Oh, I, I saw someone post about that. This photographer in New York who I know, um, he put up an unbelievable photo of the moon. Is it the moon rising behind the Empire State Building? It's really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll look that up. All right. Yes. Buddy, we're going to wrap this All up. All right. We are going to wrap this up, but I have one more question sure. for you. Sure. Tell me. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Mark, what is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? What is my honest truth? That has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Okay, my honest truth that's led me to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle, I love to be active, and I really don't like, I've, you know, as as a former athlete, I've gone through injuries before and I do not like not having the option to be active. And I've learned at this point, I need to really take care of my body in order to be able to continue to do that. And as a result, like I've started doing a lot more little things for maintenance that I didn't used to do before. Mm -hmm. And that's enabled me like maybe in the past year to be healthy enough to not have any restrictions. Um, there's a guy named Pete Igoscu who sort of came up with this whole method um, for fitness. Anyway, he, he defined fitness as the body's ability to do anything without restriction. And mm-hmm. I sort of took that, I mean, I'm paraphrasing because he has a better quote than that in his book, but I sort of took that to heart and now, I'll, you know, I feel I can go, I can go do yoga, I can go do soul cycle, I can go do tennis, basketball, whatever it is. And I, in the past, I would always be like, oh guys, I can't do X, Y, or Z because of injury A, B, or C, oh, my back, my wrist, this or that. But lately, I've gotten a lot better at taking care of my body, being able to do it, and also eating, you know, right in a way that I feel light, and I feel energetic, and I feel good. So, in in all reality, that fitness aspect, ability to do anything without restriction, I think you've got it really game on, Mark, in the fact that you're starting with your mind. Yep. You do the meditation every day, guys. I'm telling you, that is the key. Having some spiritual insight, you know, to yourself, your core, whatever. That's yeah. why I surf too. Like mm-hmm. the first duck dive is like the most cathartic experience you can have in the mm. morning. Awesome. Yeah. Well, now can we share? Um, can people follow you? Please. On Instagram at Mark Lucero, M A R C L U C E R O, on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, okay. Please 
Yeah. Is we'll it, follow is you. Mark Lucero? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to post him on there. You guys can travel around the country with him, around the world with him, and um, he'll... Hopefully he'll sh- share what Shelby's up to Absolutely. too, and kind of her status. Yeah, because we'd love to tune in and support her as well. Awesome, man. And also we he'll hopefully post some more information about uh, first first one break. First break, yeah. I call it first one break. Yeah, first first one break is our thing on social. First one break, yeah. so you know it. You know when you hear it, you can write it. That's right. But first break, right? Um, we're gonna get you all involved on in that. But guys. I want to tell you something very special. We are on Spotify and iTunes now, so you can subscribe to both. Our episodes come out every Monday. A fresh new episode. Tune in, comment, let us know what else you want to hear. If you have any questions for us, comments, we are welcoming them. And um, per usual, just keep tuning in. Be you, be awesome. This is your health, nutrition, and positive lifestyle manifestation coach kb signing off again i'm so grateful for you mark i'm grateful for you for being on the show until next time guys kiss kiss hug hug peace love ciao